This call is being recorded. Good morning, team. Thank you so much for jumping on today's call. Episode, Monday Morning Pep Talk, episode 203. Take flight. Embrace the seasonality of your business. Before I get into that today, though, I want to talk about my professional purpose, and that is to help you, the broker, optimize your productivity and help you become the best version of yourself. Why? Because happy brokers sell more real estate. And I do that by helping you handle challenges and opportunities that you face every single day. If you can effectively manage certain situations that arise on a daily basis in your business, you'll be more productive and live a life that is the best version of you. My ask truly is that you come to these calls, you come to these episodes, um, and listen as if you are in a one-on-one coaching session with me in my office or on a phone call. Okay, so um, I think because of that, you'll get it, you'll, you'll receive it in, a way, in the way that I want you to receive it. On this 203rd episode of my Monday Morning Pep Talk, I'll cover a topic that is not talked about enough in the world of real estate brokerage, and it really doesn't fit specific, specifically into one section of Take Flight. Because of that, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to discuss the seasonality of your business and how best to navigate it, okay? The seasonality of your business and how best to navigate it. We know that farmers plant in the spring and harvest in the fall, all while all this while businesses businesses have planting and harvesting harvesting seasons as well. Your real estate brokerage business has seasons and it differs by each market and does have some national um, similarities. Okay, the weather, local economies, travel and tourism, and season seasonal resident migration are reasons that drive the seasonality of different hyper-local markets. For your own mental well-being, okay, proper business planning and expectation setting for your family, friends, and clients will need to be present in your business and life for you to fully embrace and navigate the seasonality of your business, okay? Um, I'm going to go off script a little bit here. Uh, You know, when my wife and I were newly married, she was in, uh, she worked for KPMG and was on the audit side. And I knew the seasons were that once we hit January 1 through about June, that I was in a way going to be a bachelor, right? Almost, right? Because she was in season. All right. So it's not all that different, as you know, in real estate brokerage. And I just knew I had that expectation set that she was going to be super busy from January through um, May, June for that audit season. Um, And so, like I said, for your mental well-being, you need to plan your business um, and really set your expectations for those friends and family members and your partners and your clients. You need to do it in a way that will help them understand the seasonality of your business. Um, You need to embrace this. Um, Don't disregard it, okay? On this episode, I'll give you seven areas of your life and business that should be considered. 
Okay. So seven areas in your life and your business that should be considered. Um, number one, the real estate year is different than the calendar year. The real estate year starts October 1, okay? Not January 1. The one thing that the vast majority of markets have in common is that April, May, June, um, and July make up the majority of months for real estate closings, okay? April, May, June, and July. And uh, you guys are putting the finishing touches on them here in August as well. That means that your clients will start entering the top end of your sales funnel in October, November, and December, including as well January and February. Because of this, you need to wrap up your real estate year on September 30th, paving the way for you to focus on your real estate sales cycle that resets October 1. There are a lot of brokerages and brokers that business plan in January. They do their annual business planning in January, which causes, um, honestly, poor planning on, on many levels. The 12-week year model, which you guys have heard me talk a lot about during, um, during Take Flight, is a much better business planning model because it, it, it syncs way better with see, the seasonality of our business throughout the calendar year. Because of real estate, because of the real estate brokerage seasonality of our business, um, doesn't it make more sense? Doesn't it make more sense to have a quarterly plan with a three-year vision goal as the focus, right? So I guess my point here is that, you know, by doing annual business planning starting in January, you're so already behind the eight ball. And we talked about annualization of your business planning is just not effective, okay? You're giving yourself only one deadline per year. And as you know, if you start in January, you get right into the business season, and then you don't even get to your business plan until the summer, and then you're way behind. So let's, let's start in October. Okay, let's start in October instead of January. Let's spend those last three months really focused on where we are in our business. Get ready to add more business to the top end of our sales funnel. Okay, and then focus every quarter. That will get you that three-year vision that you want, right? Three-year vision is what, what does my life have to look like? What do I need to accomplish in three years, right, to, to feel like I made significant progress, both personally and professionally. And we've talked about how most people overestimate what they can do in a year and they underestimate what they can do in three. So the leading point here in section number one, as you can see, I'm already way off script, but the, the leading thing that you want to understand is that we want to do quarterly business planning with a three-year vision goal cycle. and then. As, as we look at our business over the seasons, right? The seasons are an annual way to look at our business. We want to start our year on October 1 instead of January 1, okay? Number two, save your big time-intensive projects and initiatives, your quarterly initiatives, quarterly initiatives for Q3 and Q4. That's like the off-season. So for those of you that follow Let's, let's say Major League Baseball, right? Like they have their off season um, starting in October, unless they go deep into the playoffs and into the World Series. 
their off season starts for most teams in October and then spring training doesn't start until uh, February. Okay. And those games start around late March. The season starts late March and April all the way through October. So we look at our business kind of the same way. Like we've got our selling season for most, for most uh, markets start in, you know, um, January through June, July. Okay. Our spring training is October, November, and December. And our off season is this kind of this Q3 period of time, this September, October, November timeframe, okay, where you really want to get ready for the next season. So during that period of time is when you're going to do your big time intensive projects, Q3 and Q4, which we look at like our off season. And on next week's episode, I'm going to show you how to audit your business, okay? I'm going to show you how to audit your business. After that audit, your big projects and initiatives will tend to reveal themselves, okay? We're going to show you a way to find that low-hanging fruit. But the point today is to get a look at your business seasonally. Now, during Q1 and Q2 of each year, your main focus should be harvesting, okay? You're not going to do a ton of big, big projects that are time-intensive because you're going to be focused on harvesting, okay? With your quarterly goals and initiatives, focus primarily on executing consistently what you built in Q3 and Q4, okay? So we harvest in Q1 and Q2 with other, we, we will have initiatives that we're going to work on, but a lot of them are going to be based on getting really good at what we built in Q3 and Q4. Number four, what are no-fly zones? Okay, No-fly zones are those periods of time during the year where your clients are traditionally focused on family and their lives, okay? They are usually the two to three weeks prior to the start of school in August, which we are smack dab in the middle of right now in the last few weeks of December, okay? During this time, you do not actively reach out to your top 100 and your, um, except for social media and other soft approaches. Now, I didn't say hot list, didn't say warm list, okay? If you got active clients during this period of time, you know, you're still, you're still executing your business. It's more about those active reach outs. Um, I got to tell you right now, personally, you know, I've got a daughter coming home from camp tomorrow. Um, and uh, she is, uh, you know, she's a camp counselor. Allie was a camp counselor at um, a camp in northern Minnesota. She's home tomorrow. And later this week and into next week, we're going to get her ready to go back to the University of Wisconsin. And so that's what a lot of families are doing right now. Um, and, and others are just trying to get in that last little bit of summer before we get into September. Okay. Um, but schools are getting back into session. And with that comes a lot of preparation and a lot of, you know, you want to get that last minute travel in, et cetera. And for those that don't have families, right. Um, or young children, you're wanting to get that last little bit of summer in which is completely understandable. So be very, very aware of these no-fly zones. And then, of course, that last two weeks of December, when people are 
celebrating their holidays um, and are and do extensive travel really through that first week of January. Um, you know, you just got to be very careful of, you know, uh, what you're, how you're approaching your clientele during that period of time. So no fly zones. I've, I've operated with them for a very long time. And I think it's just very uh, appropriate to be aware. It's an awareness thing. Um, number five, we need to redefine what work is. Okay. Showing properties, negotiating contracts, attending closings. Those are, you know, photo shoots, all that stuff, right? Appraisals, inspections. Those all are very easy to define as quote unquote work, right? So during these off season periods of time where things are a tad slower in the middle of the business, where we are out truly executing at a super high level during kind of the off season, we re we need to redefine what work is. And this is what I talked about in Q3 and Q4 is when you're really truly working on those big initiatives that should be considered work. Okay. Those, those are planting of the seeds. Those are the planting of the seeds so that you can harvest during the season. Okay, so we need to redefine work. Number six, you need to pre-plan vacations and downtime around the seasonality of your business. In February of 2022, I wrote a Monday morning pep talk called The Life Hack, I Wish I Would Have Learned Earlier, episode number 140. Um, I, I wrote it when I was on a short weekend trip to Key Biscayne, Florida. I was just going to hop on that Monday morning and give a quick little update. And as I was writing this call, um, the ideas just started to flow. And it ended up being like a 25-minute call. I kept writing and writing and writing. And it, and it basically what it talks about is the front-loading your year with travel. Okay, put your personal stuff in first before you plan anything else. It's important to have things to look forward to. And in this world of travel right now, you don't want to wait too long. My wife and I sat down last night and booked our uh, our flights for uh, between Christmas and New Year's. And team, we just about didn't have flights to get to our destination. We got the last four seats on the majority on all the flights that we had to and from we would have waited another week we would have been out of luck okay so you need to pre-plan this around the seasonality that that week between christmas and new years is the only week of the year that the four of us in our family can travel together because of our kids schedules school schedules sports schedules and we just about by waiting too long we just about um uh, we just about were out of luck. Um, so anyway, front load your year, front load your annual calendar with travel and downtime. Taking care of yourself doesn't mean you'll make less money. Okay. Does not mean you'll make less money. In fact, you'll be more successful in every category of your life, especially your health and relationships. I, I, I'm number six. I'm, I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to you. Okay, 
I love to work. I love all of you. I love to create content. I love to be here and be helpful. Sometimes I forget. It's very easy for me to forget to do the things for myself. This is why towards the end of this month, I'm, you know, still going to be very active, but I'm, I'm just not going to take myself as seriously as I normally would. Um, you know, uh, but you know, I think it's important to really front load your year and take care of yourself. It's, uh, it, it, you know, as you know, my battle cry is happy agent, sell more real estate. And, um, I'd really listen to that episode. It's going to be on the email tomorrow, episode 140, where I go into great detail on this topic. Number seven, you need to set a monthly personal budget around your seasons. Okay. Give yourself a monthly budget that you're going to live on. And when things are really good and you're closing a lot of deals, stick to the budget. Why? Because when things get a little quieter because of the seasons, because of the seasons, you'll have that, you'll have that money set aside. Okay. You'll be living on that budget. This is probably the biggest, most important topic or biggest mistake that I see a lot of agents make, right? They have a great month and next, the next month they're, you know, in Europe for a big long trip, you know? And again, I'm speaking hypothetically and this isn't all of you. I'm just, you know, you see it happen more than I do, right? So you need to set a budget. Um, and as a good guide, you should have six months set aside of both operating expenses for your business and your personal account accounts while you work towards getting to 12 months. Okay. 2023, end of 2022, into, into um, summer of 2023 was a period of time with rates rising, with things happening, you know, the market shifting, lack of inventory. You got to be prepared for that. Okay. You got to be prepared for that. And I would highly recommend um, if you've not read the book, The Psychology of Money uh, by Morgan Housel, put it in your reading list queue. Okay. Also, um, while I'm on the topic of books, we were just talking in number six about, you know, uh, traveling and front loading your year. I highly recommend you go buy, you know, you go buy the book or listen to the book, Buy Back Your Time by Dan Martell. Chapter 14 talks all about front loading or preloading your year. Another book I highly, highly recommend. So um, as we go through these seven things, one, right? The real estate year starts October 1. Your business planning has to be focused on an October 1 quarterly initiative with three-year goal or three-year vision. Okay. Um, save your time, uh, save your big intensive projects for Q3 and Q4. Q1 and Q2 should be set for harvesting. That's number, that's number two. Number three, um, you know, like I said, Q1 and Q2 each year, your main focus should be harvesting. Q4, we talked about the no-fly zones, late August or, or early to mid-August and uh, the end of December into early January, no-fly zones. Number five, redefine work. Number six, preload, pre-plan your vacations and downtime around the seasonality of your business. Okay, go and listen to episode 140. I talked about it at length. Number seven, be very aware of setting a personal budget, okay, around your goals. And when you have great months, stick on your budget. You'll 
You'll be glad you did when those leaner months hit. Okay. So team, hopefully, 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 hopefully this was a helpful reminder today to look at your business and look at the seasonality of your business. Okay. Um, every hyper, hyper local market is so different. I didn't know what mud, mud months were, right? The month period of time, but that's in the mountains in these markets that are in the ski areas when, uh, you know, you've got all the melting of the snow and people don't want to necessarily be there in April and May because it's too muddy to hike and bike and there's no snow to ski. So it's called mud season. I didn't know that. But those of you that live in those markets, that sell in those markets, know what mud season is, right? People that live in Florida want to be um, out of there in July and August because it's so hot. So they're up here in the Northeast and Midwest. If you live in Scottsdale or, you know, Arizona or Palm Desert, Palm Springs, guess what? The desert is really, really hot during the summer. You have different selling seasons. So again, we need to be very aware no matter where you're selling, no matter what hyper-local market you're in, be very aware of the trends and the seasonality of it. Okay. Here in Chicago, we sell most of our stuff January through um, August. And then it's hit or miss the rest of the year. And everybody that's out in September, October, November, and December are serious buyers and serious sellers. And uh, anyway, thank you, team, so much for jumping on. I appreciate it. I'm going to do the audit call next week. And, and then I'll uh, be done until uh, that early September call right after Labor Day. Have a great one, team. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for listening. Look for that email tomorrow. Talk to you later. Bye.